Well, hey everybody, and welcome back to the Black Autumn Show. I'm so happy to be here with you guys today in a brand new setup, new podcast studio is what I'm calling it. Uh, I'm so happy that I get to do this and get to bring this to you guys and bring this show to you guys, to you guys about specialty coffee and for me to learn more about specialty coffee and to share with you guys. So this is all thanks to you guys. I, I really appreciate the support over the past few months of doing this. So thank every single one of you who have even touched the podcast and listened to it. I appreciate you. Now let's talk about our highlight coffee for today's episode. It is a washed anaerobic from Wheela, Colombia, roasted by Dark Arts Coffee. Now, we featured Dark Arts Coffee recently with their Edwin collab that they had. It was a delicious coffee. It seriously was. It was amazing. So, I saw this one and just admire. Give me a second. You have to just admire this packaging. I love the box they put this in with the red and black contrast. It is spectacular. I love how it looks and it has all the information on the back and even a sticker on the top that has even more information about the coffee, its processing type, and the producer. I absolutely love the packaging on this. And then the clear package on the inside with the beans in it is amazing. So huge shout out to Dark Arts Coffee for making a, a sick box. But... I do have the coffee right here. I just made it. And that's one thing I'm going to start doing differently in the episodes is not making it because it takes a lot to swap all this stuff over there just to do a five-minute segment on actually making the coffee and then coming over here and trying it. It's just too much. So I did write down the recipe, though, because I do want to share the recipe with you guys in case you want to cop this coffee and and replicate it yourself at your house. So I used my Loveramic dripper with the Secura Lily Drip, which actually increases flow rate, helps my extraction a lot, and it really just... It makes this coffee this coffee. You know, it brings out a lot of fruity notes in it. So it is amazing. I'd highly recommend trying out some lily drips in your coffee. I used 198 degree Fahrenheit water. I did 21.0 grams of coffee in, and I grind that coffee at 14 clicks on my Timor Chestnut C3 Pro, which if you have not heard of the Chestnut C3 Pro, I do have a video covering that on my channel. I will link below in case you guys want to go check it out because it's a good video against my fellow Ode, which... Let's get a big rest in peace because my fellow Ode has officially broken. I had it for almost a year. It officially broke. So we're saying goodbye to the fellow Ode today. It was a good one. It was a good run that we had with it. But I'm so happy to be using the Time War Chestnut C3 Pro as my main grinder now, my everyday grinder. It is amazing and I love it. Even though it's a hand grinder, it takes a little bit more work. It is fantastic. And the particle distribution and size is amazing on it. So I love that grinder. But I grinded at 14 clicks on that. And then I did a 1 to 15 was my target ratio. So it ended up being that 21.0 grams in and 317.7 grams out coming at a 2 minute and 20 second draw time. So I have the coffee right here. Let's give it a little try and see what we think. Oh, it's spectacular. The second that this hits your tongue, you can immediately tell that it is an anaerobic. That, that fruity flavor and fermentation flavor just hits your tongue. It's almost like a little bit, little bit of like a wake-up call. It's a really strong hit on your tongue. I get so much notes of baker's flour and rose water. I'm looking at the last brew that I did because I brewed this the day that I got it. And that's what I just did when I brewed this is I replicated that exact same brew. And I wrote down the same thing. Rose water and baker's flour is what I tasted. And I don't know what it is, but I don't want to get too specific with it because then I feel like this would be weird if I said this. Um, but Baker's Flour is what I put down, but I really get like, you know when you go to a Mexican restaurant and they're making the homemade tortillas like right in front of you and you can see it and you can smell it and then you get the flour tortillas and it tastes, oh, it tastes so good. That's what this coffee tastes like. I know that's crazy to say that it tastes like Mexican flour tortillas, but it does. 
this baker's flour dough that I'm getting from this really just, it reminds me of those tortillas when I used to watch as a kid of like the thing rolling around when they have it and they're baking it and cooking it or whatever. Anyway, that's besides the point. That's what it reminds me of. And it really does. And I, I absolutely love this coffee because of that. And it, there's a strong note of rose and, and flour herbal when it hits your tongue. It is spectacular. I don't know what it is. I can't even describe it, but it tastes just like tortillas. And I know you're probably thinking I'm crazy right now. I, I, I just trust me that this tastes like tortillas because it literally just tastes like tortillas. That is insane. But that is our highlight coffee for today. And like always, I will leave it in the description in case you guys want to try it yourself and replicate this brew with the recipe that I used and try and taste that tortilla because I need somebody else to taste it so I know that I'm not crazy. <laughs> but I've never gotten a tortilla note out of a coffee until this coffee. So great job, Dark Arts Coffee, because yet another coffee that has absolutely blown me away but that's besides the point let's get away with the highlight coffee here and let's talk about what we're going to be doing for episode 20 of the black autumn show we're going to be talking about pour over theory the basics to making quality coffee with ease now I was thinking of what to do for episode 20. I wanted to make it a cool episode now that we were in the new studio and doing some crazy stuff with a new mic with everything. And I was thinking, I was like, we got to do something insane, you know, like top everything I've ever done. And the more I thought about it, I was like, no, I don't really need to top what I've been doing because there's nothing wrong with what I've been doing. So I shouldn't have to top what I'm, I'm doing. I need to keep doing what I'm doing and keep coming up with the ideas that I am and not have to overthink it because I feel like if I overthink it, it's going to be crazy. So this is what I came up with was the pour over theory. Now, I don't know if pour over theory is like a normal thing that people always do. I have never really heard of people doing pour over theory. I think it's just like a basic of this is how pour overs work. This is how they do. But pour over theory is really a thing and it is in the world and a lot of people do teach it and have it. I just have not personally come across those people or taken classes or anything about it. I think it's something that you don't really need to pay for a class to. I think it's something that I can just teach you and that people can just teach from the internet because it's such an easy place to teach stuff and there's not a lot to it. It's just some basic topics. But in this, I'm kind of combining what we talked about filter coffee wise into one complete episode here. So this is a good starting point if you have no idea what to do with filter coffee or you want to watch my uh, flat bottom versus cone brewers. You can watch that episode after this and completely understand everything I'm talking about, the words I'm using. And I know we covered some basics in that and some other filter coffee videos, but I did want to cover the kind of main basics in this episode because I feel like... We need an overall episode that covers all of the pour over basics. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And with our first point that I have written down here, general quality increase. I, I think this isn't talked about enough. And I, I think people just assume and they're just like, oh, well, yeah, obviously if you're making coffee at home with this fancy kettle and this weird looking green origami looking brewer thing, of course the quality is going to be better. But people don't really talk about it as much as they should. The general quality increase for doing coffee at home and doing pour overs at home is insane. I mean, compared to going to a Starbucks like a second wave shop, you're going to get insane quality at your house by literally just buying a kettle, buying a grinder, buying a dripper, buying a scale, and buying whole bean coffee to grind, it's perfect. Like the general quality increase is going to go up by like, I don't know a statistic on this, but if I had to guess a statistic, I would say about 20% from like a standard Starbucks and probably even higher than that. I mean, Starbucks is pretty bad quality. So doing it at home with just spending 
I mean, you don't even have to spend a crazy amount of money like I have on some of this stuff. But like general stuff that I have, like a few drippers over here. I have my grinder, my kettle. I mean, just the general basics, like a V60, some filters, a kettle, a scale, and a grinder. You're looking at like maybe 300 bucks, 400 bucks with the stuff that I have, which I'm more than happy to link this in the description for you guys in case you're looking to get into brewing pour overs at home and doing specialty coffee doing some high quality coffee at your house it's super easy super simple and you're going to get a huge quality increase on it so i'll link this stuff in the description just the basics that i would recommend because this stuff it's not that expensive and it's going to give you insane in quality now Let's talk about the second thing, which is more diverse options, which is kind of what I've been covering the last few seconds of the items that I use. There's more diverse options in that. And I have a few mini points that I want to hit on that just to talk about and what I mean by diverse options. First, I mean coffee. When you go to Starbucks, you're limited to whatever they have. Whatever they have is what you have. Or like if you come to my shop, we only have two copies on espresso. So I'm sorry if you came to get a washed anaerobic from Ethiopia not gonna happen that's not what we have right now but when you brew at home you can choose what you want you can buy whatever you want to use and you can pick out the coffee that you want so it's a more diverse option than being like all right i guess i'll settle with your natural ethiopian if that's all you have or i guess i'll settle with that washed colombian or i guess i'll settle with you you don't have to just settle when you're doing it at home you can get exactly what you're looking for exactly what you want and brew it with the highest quality possible at your house. So that's what I mean by diverse options. And by that, just coffee, I have like a mini, mini point under that. Uh, processing, you can get exactly what process you want in case you want a natural, in case you want an anaerobic, in case you want a washed, in case you want a black honey process, in case you want anything. You can literally get anything that you want processing wise. Same with varietals. If you're looking for an SL28, if you're looking for a pea berry, it doesn't matter because you can find what you want at home buy it and brew it at home it is it's it's so cool that you can just buy whatever you want and use it at your house if you have the right tools it's just amazing to me i i love buying coffee if you haven't noticed by my instagram and all the coffee videos that i do end up making and i have a whole coffee wall over here and i keep all the bags i'm kind of addicted to buying coffee and when you do that at home it's kind of just something that you fall into uh, and I love it though. I love being able to buy coffee and try different types of coffee. And if you are a person that's trying to get into the world of coffee and be somewhere with like tasting, going to Brewer's Cup or even being a Q grader, this is going to be the perfect option for you because you can taste at home. I have cupping bowls here. I can cup at home. I can buy any coffee that I want, especially for like black and white recently has been doing some crazy stuff. So I can buy the craziest processing type coffees from them, try it and then diversify my palate at home without having to go somewhere and pay some fee or even just go into brewer's cup in general just to taste coffee you can do it from the comfort of your own home guys it's super simple and that's what i'm hoping to teach everybody today uh next thing by more diverse options i mean brewers i have like a million drippers here i have a v60 i have a switch i have another v60 i have an origami i have a lily drip um, all the stuff that, that I can put into my brewers like Lily Drip Wise, which we'll cover in just a second. I have a torch. I have an Aurea. I have a Loveramic strip. There's so much that you can buy dripper wise for whatever kind of coffee you're into or looking to go into. And it, it just, there's an option for every kind of coffee and for everybody out there. And I just think that it's so cool that whatever you want to brew, however you want to brew it, with whatever draw time you want, with whatever strongness you want, with whatever ratio you want, it is possible. It's all possible. You can do whatever you want in the world of coffee. And honestly, there's some things that are just experimental. You just do what you want. 
experimental coffee is the best kind of coffee because you can find new ways to do it the way you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you can brew, I could brew a V60 sitting to my right, rotating 90 degrees upside down in a, in a stairway that's a spiral stairway in a haunted house. I mean, you can literally brew it anywhere you want in any way that you want. I, th I think it's just so cool that that's even possible. The next thing is extraction tools. So I'm talking about lily drips. I'm talking about, um, you know, I think lily drips is like the only extraction tool that I can think of right now. Uh, but these lily drips you put into your brewers in whatever brew you want. See what I'm saying here? You can get whatever kind of brew you want, whatever lily drip you want. And it increases flow rate. It helps out your, your extraction. It makes for a more even overall brew and helps everything out. And they're like $6. They're so cheap. And it's such a good price. You can buy a whole set for like 30 bucks. Highly recommend shouting them out and checking them out too. So I will link them in the description as well because I would a million percent recommend that. Um, and that's all I mean by extraction tools is there's so many tools that you can get to help out your extraction and I'm blanking right now on anything else. I just had a long day at work, so I can only think of lily drips, but there's definitely more and I'll probably cover more and I'll probably think of more later in the episode, but I, that's what I mean by more diverse options because there's so many extraction tools you can use so many lily drips, so many of, of stuff. It's going to come to me later. So just we'll, we'll hold on to that point for later. Uh, and then the last thing by more diverse option is grinders. There are so many grinders on the market right now. There's a hand grinders. There's the fellow O. There's the fellow Opus. There's espresso grinders. There's flat burr grinders. There's conical burr grinders. Anything that you could physically think of, it's there. There's a flat burr hand grinder now. Shout out Pietro. There's so many things that you can get grinder wise for if you like fruity coffees definitely go conical burr definitely grab a conical burr grinder if you like fruity espresso grab a conical burr that can grind espresso if you like really dark chocolatey coffees grab a flat burr if you're on the road camping a lot or moving around a lot buy a hand grinder there is an option for literally every lifestyle and anything that you could ever want so i definitely recommend checking out grinders and looking more into them and i do have episodes on anything you want to know about grinders price point finding one for espresso flat burrs conical burrs the verses between those anything that you want about grinders you can find on the black autumn show so i'd recommend go checking that out if you're looking to learn more about grinders but that's the last point that i had for more diverse options so now we're going to hop down to my next point which is immersion brewing versus standard brewing versus flat bottom so that's a lot it's a three-way verses here so let's start with the first one immersion now i think we've done a couple of episodes and i've definitely done a youtube video about immersion brewing what it is what it entails how it works and ideas and options that you can go if you want to do immersion brewing so my main thing that i want to point out for immersion brewing is it's completely different from doing a standard pour over because with like the aurea you're just going to pour over top you're going to pour over top it's going to draw on through and that's it there's no contact time with the coffee for an extended period of time. It's just pouring it over and it just falls through the coffee, right? That's how standard pour over works. But with the immersion brewing, you actually, there's so much contact time with the coffee that it gets more flavors out. It gets more of everything, get more extraction time. Everything comes out in the coffee when you do it immersion style and uh, different ideas and options of that is we have AeroPress, we have the Hario Switch, which is an immersion brewer. There's so many different options, immersion brewing-wise, you can hop into and, and figure it out because the taste of these coffees are going to be immersely different compared 
to a V60 standard brewing or whatever. Your immersion brew is going to come out insanely different than your standard pour over brewing. And obviously, after that is versus the standard brewing, which I think we all know standard brewing, and I just talked about it mostly. And then versus flat bottom, which we have done an episode on flat bottom and um, cone brewers. So go watch that if you're interested in learning more about the flat bottom. But I'll cover the base of the flat bottom. You're going to want a flat bottom and flat filters if you are brewing fruity coffees and want to bring fruity notes out. I mean, you can use it for chocolate coffees and like dark coffees but i honestly i wouldn't recommend it and i do have a video on my youtube of why i wouldn't recommend it because i feel like i'm just don't do this don't do this i wouldn't recommend this i would recommend this uh, i do have a lot of stuff covering this stuff that's why i wanted to combine it to one episode and then show you the other extended resources that are longer in case you want to learn more about this kind of stuff because i do have those options available but flat bottom is definitely going to bring you those fruity notes and help bring out your fruit coffees and just taste a lot more in them. So if you are going for like this natural anaerobic or washed anaerobic, sorry, it is going to come out crazy if I were to use it on the Aurea or the Torch or even the Origami with a flat bottom uh, Lily Drip. It would be crazy. And that combines everything from our diverse options as well. But that's going to be your immersion versus standard versus flat bottom. And my point being for pour over theory of brewing at home, you can pick whichever one you want. Let's say today, I could go for AeroPress today, or I could go for my Lily Drip today, and my Loveramics Dripper, or I could go for the Oreo. Anything that I wanted, and I have chocolate coffees, I have fruit coffees, so it's really just, what do I feel today? What do I want to do? And that's, that's what I think is the quality coffee with ease, because you can just choose what you want, and you can do it from your own house. You don't have to listen to the rule, oh, you guys only have V60s, and you're only doing this one coffee. I guess I'll settle with it. No, no more settling with it. You can brew at home with ease. You can brew at home. You can do anything you want with brewers, with coffee, with extraction tools, anything. So I just want people to know this because I feel like people are too resistant against actually accepting that the quality at home only takes a little bit of time and it will give you so much better quality than what you're used to. And it's you gotta start somewhere. So start somewhere. Even with it's with like, I don't know, already ground coffee that you're buying from somewhere, Robusta beans, start somewhere and move up in the quality and, and you'll find your home in specialty coffee because everybody has their own little niche, own little home. Some people go for latte art. Some people go for, they want to just brew all the time and, and they're interested in extraction yield numbers and, and TDS and figuring out their PPM with the water and magnesium and calcium and all these ingredients you can add to your water, which is another thing that I just realized I did not put down on this list. But you can control your water based on your brew. So if you're doing a fruity coffee, you can actually profile your water inside of your kettle to whatever you want. You can add lotus water drops or third wave water even mix that you can put into your kettle and then it will bring out more notes in your coffee and it will also, it's more safe for your kettle, it's more safe for you, it's, it's just overall better for the longevity of everything and your equipment wise. The same with espresso machines and obviously if we were talking about espresso, this would be a huge point that I would put. But this is not an espresso episode, so we'll keep that to the side. That's a whole other thing. And I can cover that another time in our next espresso theory episode, which is probably coming soon. So stay tuned for that. But it just takes a matter of seconds to brew quality coffee at home and people are so resistant to it. And I think that they just need to accept it by now because it, it's, it's taking over and third wave is going to 
come in so hard and people are going to have to accept it because they're going to be like, wow, this quality is insane. I never knew I could have this quality at the comfort of my home. So that's my main reason of making this as well. Uh, I just want to teach everybody and show everybody that it's not that difficult. You can waste, not even waste. Why did I say waste? You can spend five minutes in the morning making your coffee just for higher quality. I mean, it's, it's so simple. Besides the immersion, standard brewing, and flat bottom, our next topic is the quality of tools. This is all in your hands. So finding your own niche, like I said, if you'd rather do a little bit lower quality, maybe even use Starbucks beans, or if you would rather do high quality and pay $30 for like 150 grams of coffee, get the top quality notch. That's my kind of people, by the way. You can choose the quality of your tools that you're using. You can buy a V60 in a carafe, and you can make coffee for years with that single V60 and single carafe. You could buy a cheap Amazon kettle. Nothing's wrong with that. You can make coffee with that for years as well. Maybe not years, but a long time before it goes out and stops working, the heating element stops. Anything, like even grinders, you don't have to have the best quality grinder to start making coffee at your house. And you don't have to spend like $700 on a niche grinder to get this crazy quality at your home. You don't have to spend $500 on a fellow Ode. You don't have to spend $200 on a fellow Opus. You can spend what I started with, a $50 hand grinder off of Amazon. And I started with that and I grind coffee at home. And that is one step closer to getting that quality because you're going to notice after that, wow, huge quality increase. And then you're going to strive for that quality. You're going to be like, what else can I do to get this quality? Just jump, jump, jump levels up until you just reach a point where, hey, I've reached that quality cap. I'm at the highest quality, which is going to be hard to reach. And if you happen to reach that, please let me know because I have yet to even see the end of the highest of quality. I feel like I'm, I just keep seeing people go up and up and up and up and up and we're not stopping. The quality is going to keep going up. Um, but quality of tools means, yeah, grinder, kettles, your equipment, your extraction tools, your scale, anything that you already use covers that quality of tools and you can choose it. And your quality of tools is going to be better than a second wave shop or a, like a Starbucks and your quality is overall going to show that and your cup of coffee is going to overall show that as well. Um, and then I want to cover again, I have this on here like five times and I, I just wanted to emphasize this so, so, so much because it's the most important factor of all this. The only reason to do this and the only reason to have a pour over theory and, and showing you the basics of making quality coffee with ease at your house over the comfort of your home is because that overall quality increase compared to the Starbucks or like a second wave shop or even I hate to say it, but even first wave, even down to having Folgers at your house. Oh, those people. Oh, if you have Folgers at your house and you're listening to this, I beg of you, throw it out, burn it, throw it in the trash. Please, we, we need to step up your quality and please reach out to me if you need me to help you find quality because I will help you if you need it. But the overall quality versus that is insane and i really wish my main goal in doing what i do for black autumn is to show everybody the quality and show that it's not just we're not just coffee snobs and we're not just stuck up oh i need my v60 oh i need my i need to do my seven minute pour over today or i gotta do this today i gotta buy some more of this 40 dollars coffee and we're not just about this like spend money spend money spend money it's overall for our quality i'd rather spend more money now then spend less money a day and for it to rack up more a year spending on lower quality coffee. It all comes together. But my main goal is to show everybody that. And I wish that I could just meet every single person in the entire world and just be like, 
taste this and taste this and have like a Folgers cup and then like a, a really easy pour over that I brewed. And be like, what do you think is better? Now, obviously, not every single person is going to say that the drip's better or the pour over that I made is better. They're going to say that probably the Folgers is better. Some people like that and that's okay. But I'm talking to the people that just accept it. Just, I guess it's all we have. I guess I'll drink it. No, you don't have to. You can sacrifice $100 or I'm not saying you can, but you hopefully can sacrifice $100 for quality of coffee. And if you're looking to get quality, I would highly recommend it. But I wanted to speak on that so much because the overall quality and just the sacrifice of time. That was my last point on here. The sacrifice of time. It took me a total. Let me get you. Because I want to, I want to have the exact time. It was a two minute and twenty six draw time for that coffee. My kettle takes around, I'd say anywhere from two to three minutes to get up from room temp, which is like seventy degrees, sixty degree water, up to that one ninety eight, and then it holds temp from there. It only took maybe seven minutes total to make that pour over, and it turned out spectacular. It turned out spectacular. So seven minutes for this quality cup of coffee. I would take over any Starbucks drink. And that was an incredibly cold cup of coffee. It's getting really cold. I should have put that as something to keep it hot. But it doesn't take that long. And and just sacrificing those few minutes in the morning is going to immensely up your quality. And I just, I hope that everybody can see this episode and, and take away something of, wow, I didn't realize that I was doing this and I could be doing this and I could be reaching a higher quality And that's my whole goal here. And I wanted to make a good starting point for every single person. So if you're coming on for the first time listener and this is the episode you're listening to, first of all, welcome. And I wanted to make this a perfect episode for anybody first watching to be able to like, this is a good starting point for pour overs. If you're looking to go at home, this is what quality increase. This is what will help this. Uh, This is your overall quality and what's going to help make it better. That's that was my main goal of this. And so uh, that's all the points that I have for today. Sadly, I wish I could go on for even longer, and I am planning on changing up the flow of the show, which, if you're here for the coffee and here for the pour over quality, this is the end of the pour over quality. The episode's going to go on for a little bit. I do want to have a little conversation with how I want the show to go, and I want to get your feedback, so I I really want to see what you guys think would be good, and this is just my idea. So... My idea right now to take with Black Autumn is to turn it into more of a show. The last few episodes, as you may have noticed, I've been calling it the Black Autumn Show. Instead of, at the beginning, it was the Black Autumn Coffee Podcast. One, Black Autumn Coffee Podcast is just like a mouthful. You know, like the Black Autumn Coffee Podcast. Black Autumn Show is much more sleek. It's a much more sleek logo as well. And I'm very happy with the logo for one. So I really wanted to make a good logo for the show. And I want to get something over here. And kind of including that logo and kind of have it into the studio over here. But I want to take this to the next level. I want to do segments of here's our highlight coffee segment where we go deep into this coffee and cover the producer and like read all the stuff that's on the box for dark arts. And and we cover everything about it and we try it, we cup it, we do a pour over with it and and we just spend a good amount of time talking about it and, and showing you guys the true flavor of the coffee and then what I taste from the coffee as well and different ways to brew it and different ways to extract different flavors out of it. I would love to be able to cover that. 
all like every single episode with you guys and i want to cover like videos like i there's so many coffee content creators out there that i want to cover their videos give them shout outs and show people and inspire people to do some coffee content because i love the coffee content world i love it that's why i'm here is i love the coffee content world and i want to show people quality through cool aesthetic coffee content videos I want to start doing more of those to where I can show you guys and showcase other people's videos. And I want to bring people on. I want to sit down next to somebody. Maybe not here. I don't have room here. But room over here. I could sit down next to somebody and just talk to them about the world of coffee, what got them into it, and different topics that they think is important in specialty coffee. Ask them questions about how they got into coffee, stuff like that. I want to take Black Autumn to the next level. And that's my goal with making this a whole studio is we have a dedicated studio now. And I want to talk about everything in coffee and, and, and I have the audience to do it and I would love to do it. So that was my goal. That's my goal as of right now too. So I want to hear your ideas. What do you think would be good for Black Autumn? you think my ideas are good from Black Autumn or do you have any interesting ideas? Because I know sometimes, especially with, with your own kind of stuff, it's hard to think of crazy ideas. And a lot of my ideas for episodes, I'm not going to lie, I've gone to other people for. I, I've been randomly talking. They'd be like, you should do this. And I'm like, that's an amazing idea. Next episode. So a lot of this is from other people. A lot of it's also from my brain. A lot of it's also from coffee content creators that I've seen. So it's all just from everywhere. And I know that I can't always think of everything that I would like to do. And you guys have amazing ideas sometimes. So I would love to hear what you guys think. But that is all that I have for you guys today. I hope you guys did enjoy talking about some pour overs and the ease of making it at your home and the comfort of making it at your home. I would love to do some more pour over theory on my YouTube channel to where I can actually cover and make videos and, and viewing videos. I know this is a podcast with a camera, but some people don't use the camera. Some people like just listening to it. I want to make a video series of me showing pour overs and all these things that we talked about today. I want to talk about them and show them to you guys because talking about it's one thing, but showing you guys and actually doing it and executing it is a whole nother thing that I want to show to you guys too, because I feel like talking about it is just meh and showing you guys is like, whoa, like you can actually see the quality increase and see everything that I've talked about and see how it affects everything. But I do appreciate you guys watching episode 20 of the black autumn show and i will see you guys next week on episode 21 peace